This episode is brought to you by YouTube. Subscribe to our channel, youtube.com slash brandolimt to never miss any future episodes and to keep up with the updates. All right, brother, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> So uh, today we'll be talking about the Kobe Bryant's Mamba mentality. Um, he recently passed this past year, and um, this year, right? This this year, yeah, actually, yeah, 2020. <laughs> uh -huh. Yes, and um, a few months ago. Yeah, this is tragedy. Yeah. Well, what what a year it's been. It's crazy, 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 crazy year 2020. Yeah. That was probably I think it was February, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, even more unfortunate. Yeah. Circumstances held us uh, behind, yeah. but um, Terrible, we're just yeah. hanging in. What there. a year, man. Yeah. <laughs> what a year. So but, yeah, we wanted to bring to you guys an episode on Kobe Bryant. It's definitely one of your heroes, right? I mean... Yeah, it's... definitely a role model. Mm -hmm. I looked up to, I watched as a kid, I um, watched a lot of the Lakers play. I think I think yeah. everyone, just yeah. when you're throwing trash to the trash can, you always say, Kobe, you know? Yeah, <laughs> you, when, you, when you say... The greatest player, Michael Jordan. Yeah, you don't yeah, say Jordan, you know. Say Kobe. <laughs> yeah, say so LeBron. Say Kobe. Definitely. Yes. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. It was a big tragedy. Like, what? What did you? Um, what did you feel like when you first saw the news? I, I honestly, I couldn't believe it. Like many others, mm -hmm. like, like Shaquille O'Neal, one of his, one of his um, partners in crime in his three championship ring. ring. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, he, he couldn't believe it. It's like it's not real. It's not true. Yeah. It's a helicopter. It's like a freak accident. Helicopter crash. Yeah. And and it's saddening. It had to be that way. You know, it's something Definitely. that's out of your control. Definitely. Yeah. And and um, he had so much more. He was accomplishing. Yeah. Not just basketball. Yeah. He he wanted to be remembered as an investor. So I thought that was cool. You know. He won an Emmy. Yeah. He did. He, oh, wow. Yeah. He, he had a short film. Really. Uh, Dear basketball. Oh wow! I'll probably watch it later. I don't know if you watched it yet. No, I haven't. We should, we should watch it. Yeah. Um, it tells a story mm -hmm. about his best, how his love of the game, mm -hmm. his uh, focus, and how how he approaches the game in a different perspective to what many other basketball players uh, come up with. Yeah, and, and that's what makes him great. Yeah. Uh, what was the difference on his mentality? Was it the mamba mentality? Yeah, yeah, mamba <laughs> mentality. Okay. Um, very detail oriented. He oh, really yeah. watched Definitely. a lot of film, and and every single player they had their own style. Mm -hmm. So we'd really study that. He would hit the books, do the, all the homework before Man. the games. Man, and yeah. I mean, I feel like many people might think that basketball is just 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 a sport. sport. You know, they they can be like. You know, you're just born with the talent and stuff like that. But do you think uh, Kobe Bryant was just pure talent, or what? What do you think set him different? I don't think he was like pure talent. He he put in his his work like a lot of work. Um, right. I remember he, he's trying to. He has a family, mm -hmm. a wife, three 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 daughters. Three, three daughters. Yeah. Three daughters, and he had to balance that with uh, his career in basketball mm -hmm. and probably. Also, his career best yeah. and all his other. Yeah, and we'll get more into that, yeah. more into detail on well, yeah. how he managed that. Yeah. And it's all in the book, The Battle Mentality. Thank you so much for mm -hmm. you know telling me to actually read this book. You know, I I wasn't really, 
I'm not really a fan of basketball, but I'm a fan of Kobe Bryant. Like, I mean, I've, I've always admired his work ethic. He visited USC. Yeah. I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't go to see him. But I mean, I've always been a fan of him. You know, yeah. I, I just love to listen to his motivational videos and stuff. So even though I'm not like a huge basketball fan, you know, I, I, I was a huge fan of Kobe Bryant. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you, when you said you were reading his book, I was like, hmm, you know, he has a book. But then, actually, this book is, is more like a. What would you call this? What would you it's call not this? like a novel. There's a lot of like pictures to describe um, what what he does and all all the things that highlight his career. Actually, yeah, yeah. And it's very and it's good and bad and ugly. It's everything. Yeah, everything it, it, in between. It, it's it's a great book. I I really yeah. love it and it's a great collection too. Mm -hmm. My collection of books. Um, so yeah, let's get into the book, uh, Madman yeah. Mentality. Uh, before we get into it, uh, we just wanted to let you guys know that uh, our t-shirts matching was not something on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, coincidental. Coincidental, but I mean, I guess uh, great minds think alike or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have, we're synergistic. Yeah, synergistic, yes. yes so yes. if you want to know what we're talking about, make sure to watch our last podcast. Listen to our last podcast. <laughs> think and Grow Rich. Right? Think and Grow yes, Rich, yes. Right. Um, so yeah, this, this is funny, like it's the exact same t-shirt, you know, yeah. <laughs> it has the little the pocket on the left, it's yeah. black. It's good, you know, yeah. think great, man, great minds think alike, man. <laughs> exactly. And we should think a little bit like Kobe Bryant, okay. Mm -hmm. well, what was your biggest takeaway out of this? Biggest takeaway? Um, just one thing. I think, it's like, mm -hmm. doing, doing your... Doing your hard, <laughs> working as hard as like mm -hmm. you can to, if you want to become like, see, say he wanted to become the greatest, work the hardest you can to become the greatest. Yeah. And do your research. Definitely. And and really own up to, um, own up to whatever you have to do to become the greatest. Uh, yeah. Yeah. How how are you? What were some takeaways? Um, yeah, I think it was. I, I think you mentioned it at the beginning of our podcast today. But uh, his the attention to detail, right? Like he was really yeah. he he put in the work, his attention to detail to study each of his op opponents and be able to um, like think of think of different ways of how he can overcome those obstacles and stuff. I think that was really inspiring. Yeah, and um, yeah, his his story is just it's just crazy inspiring. Like his work ethic. So. Basically, there was this story where um, one of the one of his coaches, like he uh, mm -hmm. he got to the um, to the like I guess the, the training ground by like eight a.m. or something. But then he got there, and Kobe's car was always just parked next to his assigned spot. And then Kobe was taking a nap in his car, so it, that meant that he went to the gym like I don't know five thirty six, and then he put it like one or two hours of work yeah. before his coach came, and then he worked out again. And yeah. then after everyone's gone, after work hours, he put in more hours and did more shots and stuff. And I think if you want to be successful, if you want to be like really like the best in your field, you got to put that much work. Yeah, you, you can't do the yeah. requirements and minimum. Yeah. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's truly special how, how he's yeah. able to come up with the time to just work out before workout. Work out before the workout, work out. Mm -hmm. During the workout and yeah. then work out like later and yeah. then eat while balancing, you know, family, traveling, mm -hmm. at, um, 
and also all this like yeah. And why don't we talk about yeah. that? Like uh, he said that he was able to balance his family because of what? Do you do you remember by any chance? He's able to balance his family. If his family and all all of the work he put into basketball. That I don't know. Do you? Do you it, it was uh, because of. He said he because he woke woke up early. Oh yeah, he woke up early. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he didn't have to like jeopardize any time with his family. Like for example, he went to work out early in the morning, and then he came back. And when he came back, his daughter, her, his daughters were waking up. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Waking up. Um, and then uh, he put yeah. them to sleep. But then she didn't work out again. Yeah. So it's crazy, right? <laughs> so the, so sleep was not. Um, oh yeah. Not like one. Yeah. I don't know. It's just not like. He wouldn't like sleep like eight hours or maybe. Like, yeah, straight. yeah, he wouldn't. Definitely. Those naps, like you said, those yeah. nap in, naps in between. But damn, do you think like can you imagine like his like work ethic, man? Like you know, this guy's a freaking athlete, right? So mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes like I try to wake up early, but even if I do, like I, I feel tired, right? But imagine working up a whole day and then only sleeping like four hours. Like, do you think you can you can you can handle that? But he says yeah. that you need to handle that to become successful, right? Yeah, like, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, and and he wasn't like close to the facility. He lives in the OC, so the facility's in like El Segundo. Oh, area. really? So that he had to take the four or five way up the way oh, early. Oh damn! Morning. So he probably woke up like hour, hour, hour away because it's like yeah. four a.m. It's not that bad wow. in LA. Yeah. At that time, at least. At the time, yeah. <laughs> so he technically beats traffic, but um, yeah, he still wakes up that early in the morning. Yeah. He probably woke up like four. Do you think? Got to the gym, yeah. Gets to the wow. gym at five, six, whatever, Damn. and works out. Damn, dude. Yeah. I'm trying to find this quote that really stuck with me. Uh, and it was it, it was just like um yeah when this was it about or it it was about um like yeah this like how he just gave up sleep you know instead of giving up time with his family or um, just doing less on I don't know if I can find it but, but anyways it, it just talked about like he said like something in the lines of you know I wanted to give his, he wanted to give his best to his family and he wanted to give his best in basketball right so that he said okay so I did both of them yeah. so I sacrificed sleep I chose to sacrifice sleep oh, and, I see. Man, and like you know Sleep is like so sweet and so it's, delicious, is, you know. <laughs> yes, and and yeah. Sometimes we can overindulge mm-hmm. in, in that. Uh, we call it sleep. So <laughs> yeah, he he doesn't he doesn't do that. He probably minimizes as much as possible so he can be great at both uh, basketball mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. as a father. Yeah, because he was a great father. You know? Yeah. And, yeah, and uh, his daughters really looked up to him. Yeah, you know, and yeah. He was he was a great role model and everything. So um, yeah, so that's that's that was that was the biggest thing that I thought what meant of Mamba mentality, like you know waking up early in order to be able to balance life and work. Yeah, you know like like for example for you like if it if we need to, if we put in ourselves in uh, Kobe Bryant's shoes. It would be like you waking up at 4 a.m., w- working on your business for like four hours, getting ready, going to work, and then uh, working from 9 to 5, yeah. coming back 9 to 5, and then working again on your business. Like, I know we've been putting work, you know, we, yeah. we meet every Friday after work, we, we work and stuff, but do you think you can wake up at 4 a.m., putting some work before? That's, that's really difficult. Yeah, yeah right? Like, but, but that's, that's what yeah, you gotta do to become like Kobe Bryant, you know? <laughs> 
Mama Mattelli is no no easy thing to no do. Easy. No <laughs> easy, man. Yeah. It's it's a it's a lifestyle, and it's probably a dramatic change from whatever lifestyle you're coming from. Definitely, except Kobe for Brown. everyone. Yeah. Except for Kobe Bryant, because <laughs> he's already living. Yeah, right. Yeah. And and yeah, I mean, of course he did have his help. He couldn't do it all alone. No, right? no, no, no. He had a great yeah. team. Yeah. And and do you want to talk about the team? Like, the team. Do you, what mean, what do you remember about it? Like it reminded okay. me of the mastermind again. Yeah. So what, what what was it about his team? Yeah, like on his championship teams, he would say there was certain people who did certain things, and and um, for his what do you call it? For his first championship run, he, of course he had Shaq, most dominant uh, big man in the game. Oh yeah. And yeah. and Derek Fisher, a leader and mm-hmm. and a great uh, wingman to to his scoring. Mm-hmm. So he he had. Definitely, like a couple of voices, like mm-hmm. to help him lead the charge. Mm-hmm. Of course, he was like a primary. Uh, actually, at the time, Shaq was the primary scorer, but he was mm-hmm. a secondary scorer. Yeah. And though that one-two punch between him and Shaq was like, it was unguardable. Oh, yeah. was, their synergy was like at an all-time Crazy. high during those three, 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 uh, three years. Yeah. And and his supporting cast of all these shooters, um, Rick Fox. Mm-hmm. He he's. He came out to become an entrepreneur himself. Really? Yeah. Wow. What does he do now? Um, he used to own an esports team. Oh, Echo really? Fox. Oh, dude. That's cool. Unfortunately, he ran into trouble. Oh, wow. Um, some of his board. Oh, okay. Which we can discuss. Oh, no. It's <laughs> a little bit uh, off on the tangent here. So, um, yeah, he, he, he's gone on to entrepreneur. That's cool, man. Yeah, things. Wow. Yeah. Forget all the other teammates. Yeah, but really. he had a but strong yeah. team. He had a strong team. He had an all. Each teammate had their own roles, you know. Yeah, and then in, on the book he says like you know he was the leader of the group, but he had like these people that were really um you know support not supporting. I forgot the they term. all like added like their added value. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. um they complemented. Yeah, the, exactly. The, and, and he was always the there to really work as a teammate, right? Yeah. So uh, one of the things I remember from from Shaq and Kobe is that you know on the book he says that. Um, most of the times, uh, their strategy would be that Kobe would go all the way to the front line and then get really okay. close to the post, and then he even jumped to fake that he's gonna go for it, yeah, and then w- and then pass it off to Shaq, and then yeah. Shaq, and maybe that's why Shaq had more scores sometimes than yeah, Kobe. More easy baskets. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's just it's just yeah, as you mentioned, the synergy, right? And having those multiple threats. If it was only Shaq, oh yeah, would, like all go all everyone would be, yeah. and everyone else would be open and be like. Yeah, they don't exactly. care about anyone else. Exactly. But if you have both of them, like who's gonna be scoring? Who's gonna be doing? Yeah. The damage here, but That's it's actually right. both of them. So yeah. it's hard to really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how do you, how do you stop that? Mm-hmm. You know, looking into his like later years, he had to be more of a leader. He didn't have Shaq. He didn't have super dominant score. But he had Pauli Sol, uh, very good friend of his, who who had uh, had more of a shooting game, mm-hmm. and and he was a very friendly guy. He had Lamar with him. He was like the glue, and he kept the team in check and make mm-hmm. sure everyone was together. Mm-hmm. He was a sweet guy, nice. and he had this guy called Metal Peace, the guy who does the dirty work, and and like mm-hmm. he was not afraid to stand up for his teammates. And mm-hmm. sometimes you need uh, one, of one of those guys for for your team, despite everyone like hating on him and bashing on him. Yeah, you know you gotta have him on your team in order to like make sure sure like. No one messes with you. Yeah. yeah. So he had this 
this mastermind again, yeah. this this really core group yeah. of people, his teammates that complimented him, bought a synergy, and really really what were able to to you know win a bunch of championships and stuff, you know. Um, so that's one of his masterminds, yeah. and I remember from the book that another another group of mastermind came out, his team that he said that without them he wouldn't have been able to to really accomplish as much as much as he did. Do you remember who they are? Are you talking about like their health, his health staff? Yeah, staff? It, yeah, man. Like he had um um Gary, the guy from the, that made the tape, and he was like a like a master at it, right? Like, yeah. like tape, and if he didn't like, he did it again. He did it again, and. And um, I mean, like he went everywhere where Kobe went because yeah, it was the Lakers' health trainer. Yeah. yeah, it was so crucial to to have him, right? Because yeah, because he was battling a lot of injuries. Yeah, it, I'm sure. playing basketball is a contact sport. Oh yeah, and and he mm-hmm. eventually battled a lot of injuries and uh, like knee injuries, uh, Achilles tendon injury that that cost him his career oh, later yeah. later down in his career. Mm-hmm. And and um, thanks to Gary, I think it, it helped him uh, prolong his career. Yeah, his stay game. longer at the game, you know. And yeah, make sure he's healthy and everything's like that. Yeah, and also he mentioned in the book, like, I was surprised to see like these people he was mentioning, you know. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I'm really thankful. And he, they came like really early on the book. One of them was uh, Judy, uh, his therapist. Therapist. Yeah, and then she just followed him everywhere he went as well. And you know, one of the things that that he mentioned was they were both they both had the same mentality. They were obsessed of their work, you know. Like I mean, Kobe was obsessed about basketball, and then Gary was obsessed about the tapes, like how to oh, make them yeah. perfect. And Judy was obsessed on making his body, you know, healthy and prolong it, as you mentioned. Yeah. So I think it's, it was very important for him to have this team, right? With all the same goal, they all have an obsession for something. Yeah. That they can all build upon and grow together. There's always challenges that they're faced because you know Kobe always gets banged up, and oh, stuff yeah, like that. Sure. So, yeah. so every every kind of like incident uh, becomes a new challenge for Gary and Judy, and they all work together to fix that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And when you imagine yourself in the shoes of Kobe, like, uh, what what do these people mean to you, like? Like of course they're just they're they're a therapist they're someone that you know takes care yeah. of tapes but like what are they to you? you know? in, in a more general sense, I think that having like a team with you who who is chasing after like the same goal they have like this really like specialty in certain facet mm-hmm. that we can and those and all our facets can like kind of bring together. Mm-hmm. Uh, more synergistic, right? Synergistic, uh, team yeah, exactly. and create something special. You know that that not that uh, something more than what the individuals each offer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, all right. So I don't know. I've seen a couple of games where Kobe played. You know, basketball. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they show this. You know, the camera follows him around. Of course, he's the superstar. And sometimes they show like how he prepares for before a game and stuff, right? What what do you think about that? It, it kind of mentions it on the book about his awareness, like, like, so it, it mentions on the book that mo- many players actually like you know they they always listen to music just to get in the zone and yeah. stuff. But he actually liked to be on si- and quiet. 
they like to act, absorb the the atmosphere, environment, yeah. the environment. They go to the go to the court before all the visitors came in and yeah. stuff. What do you think that made that that did for him? He, I think he was looking for comfort. You know, even uh, uh, of course he finds Staples Center mm-hmm. where the Lakers play comfortable, mm-hmm. like forty one home games every season. But in every single city, like in Boston or New York or Miami or mm-hmm. You know, or Dallas, all of those uh, arenas are slightly different than Staples Center, of course. They all have their own different like, structure and everything. And that's why he likes to do, again, his research mm-hmm. beforehand. And feel get, comfortable. For, feel comfortable working out, shooting, mm-hmm. how, how the basket is facing, or how the basket is, and all that stuff like that. Yeah. Just get very comfortable in his own shoes. And that, he doesn't need music because... Music is what isn't going to be playing when the game's out. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's something true. he can't control, you know. Mm-hmm. And having that that sort of, sort of quietness can really help him focus on his environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's man, he's he was such an inspiration, such a tragedy to see him go like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I still remember the day I I saw the news in the morning. From TMZ or something, and yeah. I was like, "This can't be true." Like, yeah. I was like, "Okay, another, Especially, another stupid." Because it's yeah. from you know, some tabloid. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, "Okay, never mind." And then a couple hours later, I saw it in more and more, you know, like I said, rest in, rest in peace. And I was like, "Oh my god, it really happened!" Like, I mean, this guy's a prodigy, you know. He's he's yeah. such a such an inspiration. Yeah. So you was sad to let him go, uh, to see him go. Like even at his like funeral reception mm-hmm. at the Staples Center where they're hosting a tribute to him. Yeah, there were a bunch uh, of people, right? Yeah, a bunch of people. Yeah. All these A-list celebrities. And and that kind of show t- kind of shows mm-hmm. what kind of influence in basketball and even outside of basketball he uh, had. Yeah. And then like Jay Z, Beyonce and all all those like I'm A-list sure. celebrities mm-hmm. that he had influence over. And and they were a fan of his. He was probably a fan of theirs. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, that that kind of impact mm-hmm. can um, really, I don't know, can can really inspire one to be like, wow. Think about it. Like, who who would be showing up at your funeral? Who would be oh, the ones true. like speaking wow. at you at your funeral? Yes. What does it tie to? It it kind of ties back to the thinking grow rich. Like think it about was, it was uh, yeah. seven habits of highly effective. Oh, I'm sorry. Seven habits. Uh-huh. Sorry, I'm getting those mixed up. But, um, <laughs> yes, seven habits. Imagining your funeral. Who will be speaking at it? Yeah. Who will be attending? Yeah. That kind of shows. Oh shoot. How can I um, again begin with the end of mind? Mm-hmm. And you know. How can I change my my progress? Yeah, yeah. backwards. Right. In time. Yeah, and um, I mean, definitely. And I'm sure that I don't know if he envisioned something like that, Kobe. But I'm uh, sure that I'm he sure, yeah. started with a head in mind. He wanted to leave this legacy. Yeah, and he did. I mean, there's a there's a huge book about him. Yeah. And we purchased it. One each person. And yeah, it, it's a great book for for you guys to. Check it out, it's an Amazon. Yes, very easy read. Um, yeah, easy read and tons of pictures, but it was more like a magazine for me, but like a more like a bibliographical magazine, biographical. Biographical. Magazine. Yeah, biographical, yeah. sorry. 
Yeah, that's 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 radical. <laughs> Anyways, like he yeah. is, for some people, you know, he's like a huge legacy, and it's right. just looking at his pictures, looking at his story is really inspiring and um, really motivates me to become a better person. You know, like yeah. getting with the end in mind, like thinking about oh, where to start. You know, yeah. Um, I think he started a lot with talking to his mentors with something mm -hmm. like. Of course, he, he he had a lot of chats with Michael Jordan, oh, yeah. uh, one of the greatest of all time as well. Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali, right? And yeah. Oh yeah. They yeah. all had this kind of obsession and this knack mm -hmm. to be the greatest at what they do. Yeah. And and he wanted to follow suit and perhaps be even greater than that uh, for his 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 time. And and he's done that. He's done he's he's done that and some. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that because one of my bullet points here was uh, one of the things that he was remembered for or that he got pride upon is that he asked a ton of questions, yeah. you know, like um, he, he wasn't afraid to, to say what was in his mind mm. um, but it wasn't like being rude or anything but he just wanted to learn he, he actually had this thirst to learn and to better his game and to understand better his opponent and stuff. So we just asked a lot of questions and and I think that's really important. Like uh, I had a I had a conversation with one of my friends like 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 two or three weeks ago, and then he is studying to be a doctor, right? Mm -hmm. And then he was in class one day and he realized that he, he doesn't ask questions because most of the time many people are just stuck in their head. They're like, am I gonna look stupid if I ask this question or or is this something that we already covered and stuff? You know, in class for example. And, and then he kind of thought about it and then he realized that like, you know, that that thought is stupid, you know, it's just like If there's a question, you should just ask it, right? If there's something that's not clear, you should ask it. If there's something you want to learn, you should ask it And I think I think Colby had that that mindset that, you know, if this is gonna help me I don't care if I look stupid. I don't care if I'm being a little bit rude here But I, I need to know this. I'm gonna learn from this. I will yeah. ask it and he always did What do you think about that? Like what can we learn from that? Um, it really shows that he's uh, confident in what he has to say, mm -hmm. right? And he's not afraid of what others believe or what others think. Yeah. Uh, even if it's a stupid question, he, he right. would still ask it. He he. He just had a hunger to learn. He had an obsession to yeah. become the greatest, of course. And he has to have a really strong curiosity. Uh, even when, no matter where he starts, yeah. so he can continually uh, evolve and become better and better at, at his craft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as you, you mentioned, uh, Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali, they were all like the best in their fields, right? And you know, it would be amazing if we, we could meet a mentor like that. I don't know if. I would love to talk to Elon Musk. Yeah, Elon Musk yeah nice. just be like, hey, like, would you be my mentor? And and just ask as many questions as we can. So he he had that he had that opportunity to do that, but I think I think it's because he got into that point that he met all those mentors because he put in the work. And he did put in. The work. I think we definitely we definitely need to put in the work. Put in the work. Get a little bit of repertoire first. And then yeah, and then once we once we reach a certain point, I'm sure that we'll be able to meet Elon Musk and. Uh, Bill Gates or whoever we want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, those these mentors. I think it's very important to have mentors mm -hmm. that really guide you and uh, that really. And I hope I get mentors such as Kobe that are just are just you know like 
like straightforward with me. Like I don't yeah. want any sugar coated anything. Like be like, hey, you need to do this, or if not, you're not gonna blah blah blah. And then I want people like that in my life. You know that yeah. Well, really motivate me. What, what kind of things that um, that are like examples of Kobe doing mm -hmm. being like straightforward? That we haven't discussed yet. Uh, I think I think I don't know. Do you have any examples? Mm, I, I'm not. I don't recall really. That, that's why I kind of. Oh, I remember one of his coaches. He 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 had a very like passive um kind of like um like character, I guess. And then at first, when he first met Kobe, he thought that. They were not a good match because Kobe was just like challenging him, was asking all these questions. But then, as they worked together, uh, the coach realized that realized that um that Kobe is that's just him. Like he's he, he just wants to learn. The, he just wants to win. That's his mindset. So they started understanding understanding each other, and then they started working really well. And he, and he ended up being one of the Kobe's mentors. I forgot his name. Was it Tex Winner? Or? Oh yeah, 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 I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Dude, um, what you said challenge, it kind of reminded me of mm -hmm. um, how he loved challenges. He, he loved uh, people who challenged him. Like, there's one basketball player, Kevin, Kevin Garnett. Mm -hmm. um, he looks like a gangster gay. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the guy you don't want to mess with. If you look at him, okay. he looks like. Mm -hmm. Really? He's really tall, 6'11. Like, oh, I see. Really lanky. Um, really a big, pretty uh, strong build, mm -hmm. and like he would trash talk everyone. Really, right? Oh. I mean, because he's big, except, right? <laughs> all except for Kobe, because uh -huh. he knows mm -hmm. from his past experience yeah. as a young player. Mm -hmm. When you trash talk him, it's like an activation. Uh, for you, just act, you just uh, activated Kobe, and he's gonna <laughs> kill you <laughs> in the game. So, so. Um, yeah, he, he loved the challenge, and mm -hmm. if you trash talk, mm -hmm. if you were to trash talk him or anything like that, he would, he would up this game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another example is like, oh, there's a so-and-so Kobe stopper. I don't know if mm -hmm. you read that. Yeah, yeah, I, I got I forgot the player's name. He wasn't like, yeah. as famous yeah, yeah. As, mm -hmm. as, as he came out to be. But he was signed to be a Kobe stopper, mm -hmm. and, and um, when, whenever they play, mm -hmm. no, Kobe knowing that he was the Kobe stopper, he would he would try to match up with him mm. every single time and oh, make sure wow. that his his he yeah he tried to make sure that oh are you really the Kobe stopper question his mm. ability to be the Kobe stopper and and um he challenged himself to beat him and of course you know he he would win the end doing all his research and all his hard work studying mm. film and all that down and it helped him um, wow i mean wow so I feel like it's hard to love a challenge that much, right? Yeah. Like if someone challenges you, maybe the first first impression will be like, like, oh, why is this guy challenging me? Stuff like that. But yeah. he loved it, you know. He, he got he got feed by it, you know. Yeah, he got yeah. inspired, like burned by it. Like, how do you think one can learn that type of mentality? It's a different, uh, yeah. That mentality is a different paradigm. It's like it's a different mindset. Um, but how Often, can you adapt yeah. that paradigm, though? It's, it's, it's hard to say. Mm -hmm. I mean, whenever you're faced with a challenge, you gotta, I don't know, you think you gotta stop and think mm -hmm. and say, hey, how, what, are, what are some alternative approaches 
that are different from what I would typically mm -hmm. act, react mm. to. Um, what would be like one of this instance of a challenge you can give me? Mm. Um, let's say, like what, what you were just mentioning right now reminded me again of the book Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, like yeah, yeah, the yeah. stimulus and then the reaction, but you have the freedom to choose. So maybe that's how you adapt a love for challenge. So let's say I challenge you on, uh, let's say, uh, let's say you have a lot of homework, you're in school, yeah. you have a lot of homework, but then I'm like, hey, um, I challenge you to read this book by next week. Yeah. You know, it's like a, it's like a challenge and you know it's going to be almost impossible. You know, you have a lot of work to do, you have a bunch of homework, you're in finals week, but then this guy comes, your friend comes and you're like, hey, I, I read this book and I challenge you, I really challenge you to read this until mm -hmm. next week. How would you react to that? With the mamba mentality, you know? The mamba mentality? Yeah. I think we should have like a couple different approaches. Um, the typical approach that sometimes I would fall into would be Oh man, that's I think that's too much, man. I I'll, I'll have to put that off until later. Mm -hmm. Or like, another one would be more aggressive. Like, what? You really think I could walk, read this book when I'm uh, doing all this homework that's assigned to me that's due next week? There's no way I can finish that. Why not? Why not? Yeah, dude, um, you have to read this book. It's mama mentality, man. You know, I know you have homework, I know you're in finals, I don't give a fuck, I don't, give, I don't care. You gotta read this, you gotta read this. Yeah. Next week. Can you do it? No, man. And then I would probably toss this in the, in the garbage. <laughs> and then, um, that, so in terms of the mama mentality approach, uh, this is a more, a different alternative way to, to approach this. Uh, go ahead and... Hey, so I know you're in finals. But I just read this book, it's amazing, Mamba Mentality. Why don't you read it by next week? I challenge you to do it. Mm. Wow, what a challenge. You know, I do have a week's worth of uh, homework piled up in my backlog, but um, this, this book looks interesting. I'll definitely look into it, and I, I, I think I could do it. You know? Yeah, you could do yeah. it? Yeah. Let me see if I could do it. I would like to see if, how much I can do in, in a matter of a week. and. And once it's all done, uh, I, I see that as a win. <laughs> and yeah, actually, when we were just doing that exercise, you know, I when first you said like, you know, I can't, I actually felt like, oh my god, this guy's weak, right? And then the second time where you were mad, um, I actually felt like, hey, this guy's weak again. You know, it was weird. You know, mm -hmm. I felt like, huh, he's just like mad about this. Okay, you're weak. But the the third time where you were showing the mama mentality, and you were like, hey, you know, I have this and that. But you know what? I'll take a look. You know, I'll do what I can for one week. Let's see how much I can get done. I, I, I kind of feel like, whoa, okay. You know, mm -hmm. I gotta, I gotta treat this guy with more respect. I, exactly. I, I think that's the word, respect. Like, the first two scenes, like you were like, you know, just weak or too aggressive. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this guy's weak. I, I mean, no, 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 sorry. This guy, I, I, I'm losing respect for this guy. Like first yeah. one, uh, this guy just doesn't want to take the challenge. I, I don't respect him. The second one, he's just mad. I'm like, what the hell? Does he want to be like overcompensating alpha, alpha male because, because of this? But the third time that you were showing a mamba mentality and you were just like very calm, very like centered and you were like, you know what? Yeah, I have, I have a lot of work, but you know, thank, for, thank you for the challenge. You were actually acknowledging me you know, keeping that conversation, keeping that group mentality kind of like, that, that's, the, that's what the real alphas do, right? Like, yeah. they, they, they take care of the group. So you, you were putting me in your group, you were like, hey, you know what? You know, that's a great idea. And 
although I have this much work, I do respect your challenge. And you know what? I'll try to do whatever I can this week and I'll let you know. This looks very interesting. Yeah. And man, I'm glad we did that, you know? It's, it's a very different paradigm, as you said. Yeah, we definitely need like these kinds of exercises to stop and think about, hey, how, what are the different approaches? Because there's not always one way to really approach things. Yeah. yeah. There's always multiple approaches that sometimes probably a majority of the approaches you don't even know about. Mm -hmm. And then that's some things that we just have to figure out and learn uh, over with our wisdom and experience with facing all these kinds of issues and events Definitely. that happen to us. Definitely, man. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, even our audience, they, they can even step back, take, take an example of one of their challenges that they're facing right now, just write it down, mm -hmm. and measure oh. what, what approaches they what their typical approach is was mm -hmm. a super aggressive approach it's more passive super mm -hmm. passive approach mm -hmm. what's mm -hmm. kind of like that's a great exercise a mentality approach yeah and measure how how people would react yeah. how would you feel after all of these reactions and if you do it with a friend you know you can be like be you know, a friend you trust though mm -hmm. you gotta be someone you trust yeah that can give you actual honest feedback be like hey like so you know i'm 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 facing this situation as you said and you know, I could do this, which is passive. I could do this, which is kind of aggressive. Or I can do this, which is mamba mentality. And what do you think? Um, what do you think the reaction of the other person would be? And sometimes it might be more appropriate to do another approach. Like maybe sometimes yeah. you just gotta say no because you really can't exactly. do it. But but I mean, just having that mamba mentality of really accepting those challenges, I think. Yeah, that's really important. Yeah, yeah, and. Man, I was just thinking. Mm -hmm. That's that's kind of why like we have these kinds of convers deep conversations with like friends, family, and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. We trying to get a different perspective. Like it, it, I think it's very helpful to get a different perspective mm -hmm. because uh, sometimes we we don't know much about a certain situation we've had before, mm -hmm. and it's sometimes important to seek advice. But um, we first gotta like know ourselves and and know exactly what our issue is before we can seek advice. Yeah. So I'm we can. I agree. Yeah. Properly, you know, properly, properly diagnose mm -hmm. ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, diagnose ourselves, and it's really important. That's the awareness that uh, Kobe is talking about. Yeah. Like having his awareness. Like he talks about like. You know, he listened to his body. So mm -hmm. if, if this hurt a lot, he was like, okay, why is this hurting? He tried to understand his body, have that awareness to be able to um, be the best in the court. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think he would change things up a bit yeah. sometimes with his workouts because sometimes, I don't know, if a certain body part is sore, like his, mm -hmm. his arms or leg, or his, yeah. say, I don't know, it would be sore. Uh, like once like, he broke his like middle index finger, finger, yeah, index finger, something like that. index finger. So he wasn't able to do the same shot that he oh, was yeah. used to. So he had to so, adapt. Uh huh. Yeah. And he, damn, that's crazy, right? Having that awareness and be like, okay, you know what? I actually shoot with this finger. Now that it's broken, I'm gonna have to like switch my yeah, game. Yeah. Shoot with this finger more. Yeah. And yeah. Wow. Like how much work and awareness do you have to have to understand all of that You're, about yeah, your body? Yeah, you have to completely change your shot uh, style and that's really hard to do given that you're an NBA, play NBA player and you shot like thousands, tens of thousands, oh, hundred thousand yeah. shots mm -hmm. using that one style before 
now you gotta change it because you, this finger is hurting too much. Mm -hmm. and yeah. So he had to put a lot of effort into changing his style. It's kind of like writing with your left hand. Mm -hmm. I mean, given that you're right-handed, yeah. <laughs> you write with your right hand, yeah, right, right. writing with your left hand, and you have to train yourself to write with your right left hand. Mm -hmm. Getting that, challenging yourself to do that. Yeah. It's something, something different. It's hard, yeah, definitely. So many things we learn from this book, you know, just that work ethic, mm -hmm. having that awareness, you know, having those mentors, having that team that really pushes you and, you know, creating that synergy with the team. Very important stuff, you know. Constantly challenge yourself, looking yeah. for constant improvement. Yeah. That's all things to take away from this. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. Definitely from this book. Um, any any last thoughts you, you had about Kobe? Anything you want to say about Kobe Bryant? I mean, of course, um, I was, I was I'm not a big basketball fan, but I was a fan of Kobe Bryant, and it really hurt me to see those those, those news, news headlines. But anything you want to say to, I don't know, Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant's family, his fans that, you know, we felt that pain, right? Yeah. So, life life can be pretty short and unexpected. You're, you can get unexpected timely untimely death, and and sometimes it's not out of your control. So I think you just gotta make the most of your life right now wow. and look look to grow and constantly improve Definitely. for those challenges. Um, we can't be uh, complacent and settle in too early in yeah. our lives, especially at a young age like this. Yeah, we just gotta try new things. And, Definitely. And, Definitely. and that's, that's something that we can do to probably inspire our future generations. It, yeah. yeah, yeah. How about yourself? What are your some takeaways? Takeaways? Um, dude, I loved what you said. Like, life can be very short. You never know when it's gonna end. And just having that end in mind that, you know, your days are numbered. So just accepting those challenges, as you, as you just said, making the most out of life. And uh, I would like to end our podcast today by, the, by um, one of the quotes mm -hmm. from Kobe. So he said that Mamba mentality is the mindset. The mindset of Mamba mentality isn't about seeking a result but it's more about the journey and the approach and i think sometimes we just we're too um we're too like tunnel vision on, on the on the last like i guess goal yeah. and like your north star that you're not able to enjoy the process of actually of actually how you yeah. created that yeah. goal what do you think yeah i mean the progress is probably more than likely than not Probably gonna be pain. It's not gonna be painless. Like more likely than not, it's not gonna be painless. And and there's gonna be a lot of struggling and uh, a lot of adversity that you have to face in order to achieve your the desired result. And yeah, yeah. And once we have that feeling of overcoming such difficult um, obstacles, it, the victory feels so much better. Yeah, so much better. Exactly. Yeah, it, it, no matter how the harder it is that you overcome, it feels way better. Yeah, yeah it makes it more valuable, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Awesome. So that's the Mamba mentality. I hope you guys uh, are able to check out the book. It's an amazing book. Mm -hmm. uh, thanks for thanks for recommending it. It was, yeah. it was a great read. Very quick read. You can probably read it in like a week or something. Maybe less. I don't know. Yeah, you can <laughs> two, two three days if you, if you just. If you really want to take up the look at the pictures, you know it's amazing to see mm -hmm. such a such an such a legend's um, life 
life, life timeline and mm-hmm. learn from it. So again, thank you so much guys for listening to our podcast and for watching Stretch Your Way to Success. This was Brandon, my hair, Brandon Lamb here. Yes. Um, and the comments, what can they comment for us today? Yeah, um, share what challenges like you have mm-hmm. as well and, and try to find what, what kind of a approach, approach you take and exactly. see how you progress. Yeah, you know? do, go, go through that exercise with a friend or by yourself. Try to see how you would react to these challenges and to see if you can adapt a Mamba mentality. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. We, we're going to miss you. He, he was such an inspiration. Thank you so much for watching, guys. Thank you for listening. And we will see you guys on our next podcast next Friday. Coming up. All right. Thanks. Woo!